0: Hi, welcome to the Two Lads podcast from Daniel Sharman and Leggy Langdon's Two Lads. The Two Lads podcast is a place to come and listen to topics that you may not have heard men talk about so candidly and intimately before. It's no bullshit, it's straight to the point, it's raw and it's honest. And it's a conversation that we believe needs to be started. In a world of ongoing turmoil and constant change, come listen to the two lads in a deeply vulnerable conversation that is ongoing. not easy, being a loving human being. I think people have a very skewed idea
1: of what love is.
0: I think love is brutal.
1: If I'm on the front lines with someone, I wanna be with someone that is fucking right there with me. Giving it to me straight, the whole thing.
0: The messiness of it is the thing that gives you the love, but it takes such time.
1: If there's one thing I know, we're all fucking nuts.
0: It's bloody hard, isn't it? It's fucking hard, mate. Yeah, stop pretending that you're not nuts. Yeah, let's lead with what do I do that's nuts. Hi, I'm Christian Leggy Langdon. Hi, everybody. My name is Daniel Sharman, and this is the Two Lads Podcast. Yes, mate. Yes, mate. mate. How are you? How are you? you? Well, first of all, I'm in South Africa. Yeah. And I'm working here, and it's a brilliant place. So, it's been... A long journey since we last kind of did a podcast. I've been to, I went to London for a little bit. I saw my family and which I haven't seen for two years and then flew down here and started working the first time in a a while. And it feels very nice to to kind of be working, but also I'm really rusty in terms of getting back to how things work and how to learn lines and how to maintain focus and all of that and so the part is kind of quite interesting and I have a son in it which is really yeah and I love him he's amazing and so it's interesting it's been a long journey to get here and there are things that are great about it and there are things that are a bit difficult about it but you know it's not indie filmmaking and it's a part that I kind of quite liked so yeah you know there's some ups and there's some downs about it And it's been quite low, you know, it has been quite low. I mean, you're always a bit alone when you're filming because your hours are so bonkers and you kind of end up losing people. But I've tried to kind of stay in contact as much as I can, but I do feel a bit kind of isolated. And you're also working so much, even if you're not doing much, you're kind of waiting and that takes it out of you because you're always kind of moving from location to location and... But the people here are very nice and I love Africa and I love the music and I love the food here. So it's been, those have been positives. I've tried to kind of stay pretty grounded, but I'm also trying to audition for this other project while I'm here. And that's, you know, I'm just waiting and it's just such a bummer to keep having to wait and wait. Are you doing like t- sending yeah, tapes so it's over? Tape it's been over a month of, of auditioning for something else. And that's always a weird thing, you know? You're always yeah. kind of like in that space of not knowing really what you're doing next. And yeah, things are opening up, but they're also, it's been pretty slow. And we'll see. I thought I'd find out today, and I'd, I haven't. So. I've been in a quite a bad mood today. Yeah, and this is oh, just putting me in a right bad mood, having to get the internet and then all of this stuff. But <laughs> and miss you got you know. It's like you were in a cryogenic chamber for like the last 20
1: years and we've just thawed you out given uh, have given you a like i went, da- went
0: down <laughs> i went downstairs and i was like this isn't working and they were like what about this isn't working and i was like it's not doing the thing it's not doing the internet yeah. thing and they were like yeah okay what? we need more information than that yeah. and i was like that's all i've got for you guys that's literally all yeah. i've got <sighs> deal with it and yeah, um deal with it i'm all right mate i'm probably as six okay checking in pretty low there checking in pretty low I'm grateful
1: to be here. You know, staying in touch with people has been more difficult, as you've said. So have you been feeling a bit isolated?
0: Yeah, well, you know, you know, my pattern is to just kind of totally fall off the edge yeah, of yeah. the earth. And I feel like we haven't talked in a little right. while, which is always a bit destabilizing when, when you're a friend, you know, you're really kind of pivotal mates and you're like, I just, you, you kind of go into your own little world. Yeah. And that's been, you know, that's been tough. Yeah. It was interesting seeing my family, you know, like I haven't seen them for such a long, I forget how long it takes, And then you see everybody and they're so much older and they've changed, you know, because you don't think of COVID time as real time. But, Mm -hmm. you know, it's interesting seeing people age and that made me kind of quite sad, I think, just to kind of see everything move (laughs) and not know that the time is moving and I'm older and people are older and they're greyer and, you know, all that stuff. Am I greyer? mate? You've changed. <laughs> so
1: I've got a grey sweater on. The last
0: two, yeah, well, that's it. That's the beginning. And then you're, then you're going to start. You know, you're yeah. going to move up from your sweater up to your beard. <laughs> that's how it works. But yes, I love Africa, and I'm thinking of travelling and doing a bit of like sightseeing to Namibia, and I've got a bit of time off, so I can't complain too much. I've just been watching Squid Game, so I'm a bit, I'm a bit frazzled. But I, I'm lucky to be here and. It's nice to be working. It's not. Listen, it's not a money job, so yeah. I'm not making a lot of money, which freaks me out because okay. you know you need it to live. You need it to live, and I'm spending money like yeah. nobody's business, and I'm trying to
1: right because you're out of your home. Yeah, I'm just so like, in the hey, the hey. Hey. <laughs> hey.
0: come on, let's. Hey. Yeah, mate. So that's my check-in. How are you doing? I mean, I've had little check-ins, <laughs> but you've had a right old ding dong.
1: Yeah. I mean, I've had a pretty intense few weeks for sure since last podcast and she left. I would say that I'm checking in today at probably a nine, actually. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. I've kind of like gone from probably I was a six to a nine in the last week. I did CrossFit. I went back to CrossFit yesterday. How was that? After a break. It was amazing. It was really like, I mean, it wasn't as hard as I thought it was going to be, which felt like encouraging.
0: We didn't we haven't done a podcast since we did the triathlon no, have we
1: I know that's what I'm saying this is the first this is recording the after. yeah because we've had multiple parts happening so it's been a few weeks I mean it's been 3 weeks almost since we did the, the triathlon so since the triathlon it's been so much shifting like uh, so much change happened all all at the same time for me so it definitely was a bit jarring like you left the day after the triathlon all my work kind of got wrapped up and also we'd completed this landmark achievement for us all on the same day and then i was just like uh well now what it's definitely interesting to kind of because we have such a our relationship is so tight and we normally talk a lot and especially like leading up to that triathlon we were seeing each other like every day almost you know, or, or definitely talking every yeah. day. So like to go from that to... Nothing, yeah. Fucking once a week, it's a big shift. Whether it's good or bad, it doesn't... It's just a change. So I, I felt that definitely, mm-hmm. you know, I, I knew I was going to journey again after I, after I came off this kind of triathlon training. I didn't want to do, do any journeying while I was training. So I did that. So that's kind of wrapped. And then yeah, man, I've just been kind of feeling out my lessons that I've been going through as I kind of reflect on the last couple of months, where I'm at emotionally and where I'm at in terms of my ability to be in relationship, romantically or not, and all of that, and just kind of doing a little bit of inventory on the last couple of months, really, that where I've not really had my I haven't been able to, like, you know, look up and take a moment to kind of review. So I definitely have had a bit of a lull for sure. I feel a bit kind of existential reflection has been going on a lot. And I talked to this uh, (laughs) psychic. (laughs) Fucking hell. And she's figured it all out for me.
0: So, I mean, whatever. It's a bit of fun, but also. Yeah. Can you tell us what the fuck is gonna happen? Because like Well, she's
1: actually like she's pretty good, man, in terms of look, full disclaimer, I'm not saying it's like absolute truth. But it's interesting when you talk to someone like that and they just say all this stuff that's in alignment with like your experience. Or it was like she was going, Oh yeah, she was talking to me like a therapist, but she wasn't going like, Let me just have a check with the spirits. Let me just connect it, let me just dial up (laughs) now. you know let me get you on squad the <laughs> squadcast. Uh, hang on i've not got my
0: headphones <laughs> Oh yeah, connection's
1: poor <laughs> yeah so she just was almost like plugged in immediately so we started a conversation and she was just going oh yeah well that's because you know when you're a kid you didn't you weren't seen by your family so it's why you're not you're hitting up against this wall and i was going like i've got i feel like i've got this block around women in relationship and she was like you don't have a block you're just not ready you know you're not You're not available yet emotionally to go in so heavy, right? And I think for me, if I get an inkling that something's going to work, it's like, wait, that's it. We've got it. Here we go. You know, and we're in. And it gets too intense and too heavy when I feel that. Or it's the other thing of total kind of, it's not there at all. And it's just like, boom, I'm out. It's all protection ultimately. And it's like, I'm just now going, trying to accept where I'm at and, and not judge it and just be like, you know what, I'm I'm actually not. I think I was thinking I am ready. I want it to try and like have some sort of relationship. And now in reflection, I'm going, I'm not quite ready as I keep choosing different things that are teaching me that I'm not quite ready. And she was saying about in a kind of like AA way of like one day at a time. Right. Like, take it one. If you just go, she said to me, as soon as you start to feel that it's kind of the commitment is becoming bigger than the present, it's going to freak you out at this time, not forever. It's just right now. And so if you just go, yes, I can do today, right? It's like I can stop drinking for today. I can do that. That's doable. We'll figure out tomorrow, tomorrow, you know? And I like that because, and she's like, don't apologize for it just know that that's what you are and where you're at and what you need and then communicate it up front and then whoever's engaging with you has the information to like make their own choice about whether they want to be a part of that or not you know and there's no there's no explaining
0: yeah all you can be is honest about a you're like the things you are showing up for you and also yeah where you're at where you're at and then and then somebody can make a decision but it is important for both parties to know that they're making a decision that is about the whole person and some of those things will be revealed in time and some of those are about what listening to somebody right now and that's self-knowledge isn't it like having your own self-knowledge and that's what we kind of try and bang on about is like if you can know yourself then at least you can Tell people the truth about where you're at and not in reaction to somebody else or in reaction to something else and then end up in a problem because you've needed somebody else, right? You've needed somebody else to make you feel better about you. And then suddenly you've entered a contract that you weren't ready to enter.
1: Or or they're not giving you all of their own position. It's
0: hard for people to be super upfront.
1: You know, it is hard to do. It's hard for me to do it. Because there's like a judgment around that inability. So you're like, uh, it's, and like giving someone the full story is a risk because it's...
0: So what are you saying to people right now? Are you saying like, I'm just not able to give I'm you I'm not you m-
1: emotionally want? available for a, like a committed relationship. <laughs> That's why I'm,
0: I'm leading with that.
1: <laughs> Great. And they... That's honest, mate. Yeah, I mean, I just worked, did some work with another a friend of ours who's a coach as well on that and it's all right I'm fine with it I'm just getting back to knowing what I need being in my little world with Mavis and then not attempting to to bite off more than I can chew you know and yet at the same time I do enjoy connection you know and whatever level that is to me connection in the present moment is something that I can do you know and that is something that I can do fully for the limited period of time that that is the present right but then I have to retreat again and like recharge or going back to one you know and that's just where I'm at right now and that could change at any moment but currently I'm all right with that and I'm kind of having a lot of existential reflection of where I'm at in my life what I want to do you know crossroads and different things it's funny because like you talking about you know you're working now and then you might have another job and and like you know I've just had a bunch of work coming again that was intense, and I did it. And like, you know, there's part of that that I really enjoy, and it's like mm. I enjoy because I know it, you know, and I'm good at it, and it's like something that I've spent my life getting better at. So it's like it's what I do. Like it's I don't think about it. Yeah, just you, do you it. can just go into like the mode, yeah. and like I've worked so hard to get to this place that's not even like. I'm not even at the top of the tree by far, but it still at least gives me some financial in like helps me live in the world. And it's weird because music's becoming my day job, which is weird because that's (laughs) normally the, the hobby for a lot of people, you know? So, and I'm grateful for that. And like mixing is my thing right now. I'm just like mixing is, it's like, Technical, creative. I don't have to actually like do too much personal interaction. It's just me in the studio doing the mix. And then I kind of send it off and just get notes. That's what I'm liking right now. It enables me to keep the rest of my creation mind in, in my like philosophical space, which is where I'm like getting a lot of juices flowing. Juices. Juices.
0: Yeah. I think it's, <laughs> um, it's interesting because you know. like we both, like you say, have got these day jobs, right? That we go off and do. And I feel like we, in some way like this week it was like returning to the day job and get all of the good things and the bad things that come with that and then um we're trying to like venture out into this other thing and it's so much harder than, than, than we it ever is. thought it was gonna be but we don't have a sense of like where, no, no where we are because it's like yeah. being in well, space, we're just shouting into the void. Like we? we're not sure if we're just anyone <laughs> gives a flying fuck.
1: I mean, dude, people care. Yeah. That's for sure. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, I was just asking myself about this, like, what I listened to the first ever podcast that we did yeah. that that never aired, yeah. like the first one that we did, like in right in the middle of COVID, and it's actually interesting to listen to it now. Life has changed so much since even last June in a way that I've never really experienced before in life how things are changing culturally in a way that's like seismic you know normally it's like over time and then all of a sudden you look back after 10 years and you go fucking hell, everything's changed but like this last year i personally <laughs> have changed i fucking look different right the world's changed the world's gone mad right and it's wild, man. I don't know. That's what's scary for me is like, I get a bit overwhelmed with where are we going? What are we doing? What am I doing? I'm just insignificant. I'm a speck of dust in the fucking universe. And yet I'm still alive. I'm a conscious person. I was just talking to my therapist about this. Like, dude, I've just done 40 years on this planet, right? I've got
0: to do another 40 now. You didn't bank on that, did you? You didn't, didn't think about the, the back half.
1: No, I just got to the finish line of the triathlon. And now, now I feel like I've got to do it all over again from birth. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's like, dude, it's like a shark. If you stop swimming, you die, yeah. right? And so we as humans have to keep swimming. You have to keep going. You got to work. Like if somebody doesn't call me and say, hey, Leggy, do you want to mix this record? Do you want to produce this? At some point I got to go and work at Subway
0: or wherever yeah you know yeah that's what I'm feeling I'm like you you, you kind of think oh well that can't happen because I you know like something always swoops in right like something always comes in to save you from this this fate of whatever it is that you think and then it is kind of weird because I mean I'm getting to a point where it's like oh Maybe it doesn't do that now because we don't know really, like we're in uncharted territory and things have changed, society changed in the blink of an eye and like suddenly you're like, oh God, I don't know if I am all right actually, like I don't know if I will be all right. I think we're good. Okay. I think we're good. Uh oh. Whenever you make that face, a uh, recording face, I'm like, oh, we've, we've <laughs> check, 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 check. Through... No, it's just too loud. That's what it is. I'm hearing you on my phone. It's working great, mate. We did, we did well. We did well. I'm proud of you for getting to this place. <sighs> I cannot believe we got it. Surprised that I cannot believe it. Mate, we made, mate. We made it happen. He's going to now do some ASMR. Great. That's just a little bit of. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> Mate, <sighs> even five thousand miles yeah. away, you're still getting the ASMR like that noises. The noise out. has
1: travelled across the globe, thousands, just into to annoy your, ears, into I annoy just me. I to
0: your side of things, and and was it beautiful and eloquent? It was incredible, no it was fantastic, incredible, incredible, absolutely incredible. Mate, I think we, I think we've done it. Let's just go. Okay, should we just do it? Should we just do Let's it? Just fucking do it, mate. See what happens. And if it goes wrong, we'll just do it word for word exactly the the same at another time. Yeah. Hi, everybody. This is Daniel. Look, if you want to get more involved with the two lads, then we've got the solution. You join the Lad Club now on Patreon forward slash two lads. Go check out the Lad Club now Patreon forward slash two lads. Sending you loads of love. Do you think love is an absolute? Yeah. It is an absolute? Yeah. I mean, at the very least,
1: there's always room for conversation. That's what I would say on these kinds of things. I, I, it's hard because I don't fully believe that there is an absolute. I'm not into absolutes. And yet at the same time, I believe in truth. I am confused. That's the truth. That's That's where you're going. Yeah. God is love. That's my God. Is love right? What is love? <sighs> love is acceptance without expectation. Acceptance, being like, if I do something for you, I do it because I love you. Right. I don't do it because you're going to do something for me. Yeah, in return. Yeah. It's like the the ultimate version of love is giving. Here's where it gets
0: interesting. Yeah. Because. I think most people think of doing things for somebody, buying someone roses, the romantic gestures, or even for family members or whatever. We think of that as selfless gestures that have no, that you're not expecting anything in return, but it's not true. Yeah, you are. You are expecting something in return. And that's pernicious and unhelpful. And I think it comes from an idea that love is very rare, that someone can love yeah, and accept without any any reciprocal yeah. activity, any further down the line benefits. That it's it is literally. I think there's a philosopher that that talks about it and says anything with the idea that it's going to be reciprocated down the line is is not true. That
1: was the word of Jesus.
0: Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> it's,
1: I mean, a little preach. No, no. I mean, like if you trace back. All religion. What does
0: love so love Forgi- you've, experienced,
1: forgive, you've experienced love? Forgive them for
0: they not know no, what, not they, what they, they know not what they do. Yeah.
1: That's that's what he was doing.
0: That's the man. But legs, what does love feel like? Have you experienced that? I'm
1: starting to experience that in myself, you know.
0: Just to love yourself and without any expectations. Yeah, it's fucking yourself. hard.
1: It's hard because it's like, especially when you do something that you like, that was a bit dodgy. Or, what am I doing here right now? I'm going, I'm going dark. I'm going into the shadows, whatever it is. You know, it's really hard to love yourself when you feel shit about something. And yet you did it. You, whatever you did, you already done it. And you still have to love yourself, right? There's no point in going to shame. And like we're conditioned to go into that space because it's the way that we've used authority to like get people to not do certain things. It's bad to do the thing, right? And so my parents shamed me when I did things wrong when I was young. And so you don't do things they don't want you to do
0: mm-hmm.
1: because you don't want to be shamed for it.
0: And it's because they perceive that you living in a society, that's the cost. That's so their
1: projection of their own idea of what's right and wrong onto me because of their own codependent relationship to the children is that some sort of the children are the extension of the adults they're not individuals
0: do you think that if your parents had just allowed you to do whatever you wanted
1: no it's not about doing whatever you want i believe in rules i like law and order i like what's the word when you're strict maybe strict is the word when you're i like there has to be fucking what is the word you have to be something to your children anyway whatever let's go with strict for now because okay. i don't have a good vocabulary <laughs> <here>. <laughs> um children people we all need rules we need some sort of rules to conform but to work with
0: isn't that what they
1: thought they were doing they did but it was not through it was a militant it was do as i say Not as I do. And that was hypocrisy, first of all. Secondly is when you discipline, that's the word. Discipline I believe in, but not discipline for discipline's sake. You have to have a person understand why that's happening to them right now. So if the kid eats all the cookies, right, in the jar, you don't just say, bad, no, get to your room, you fucking piece of shit, or whatever it is. And the end—that's the end of it. And so that the kid learns to just not do something, so that, as to not be shamed. It's actually to go like, "This is the rule; you can only have one." And this is why. And it's like multiple things that are going on there, so that the person understands the mentality behind something, and that it's open for discussion. We've come to this conclusion because right now we're your parents, for example. So we've got to kind of like run the show, and we're letting you know that we're going with this. Could be wrong. But we're going with this feels right to us. The cookies are in the jar. You know what I'm saying? Like you talk it through with someone. Like if you eat all the cookies, there are no cookies for anybody else. People will be disappointed because they're all over the shit. I never had any of that. It was just Just do this. And then if you don't do it, you're getting slapped. And
0: that's it. That's not love. It's conditional love. Yeah. I think it's lazy parenting. Yeah. But it's also like there was no version of understanding that they weren't modeled that as kids no, either. Yeah. And That's why the book stops with us. You, and your own responsibility. Yeah. You have to turn the ship around. And turning that ship around is really tough because it's so much about, it's not blaming, right? Much as I want to blame my parents for being yeah, yeah. the fuck up that I am. Actually, it, the buck stops with me that I can begin to turn this ship around is yeah. to say, what am I responsible for now? How can I change that? I'm struggling with self-love because the process has always been to get it from elsewhere. The self-love thing, it's kindness to me, like real kindness. Yeah. Like you said, if you do something is to say, okay, let's take shame out of it. Let's yeah. take the pain out of it and just say, what's going on yeah, here?
1: Review the whole thing.
0: And gather as much data and information as you can. Yeah. Like you treat someone with respect even when they do something fucked up. But the reaction is so strong
1: to go, I don't love that person. That's because you don't, it's something in yourself. That's what my mum was doing. She was seeing a behaviour that she couldn't accept in herself. The projection of perfection, right? And all of that. And it's like... When the parent sees the child do something that's not in alignment with what they project to be right, it's something that they're not accepting in themselves, and then they're like shaming the kid because they're some sort of like diplomat for the family. You know, you are representing us, you know, when you're in the world kind of thing, and like how good they are as parents and all this shit. And it's like, if you shame someone into doing something, no matter what it is, that's a learned experience through conditioning. That's psychological abuse. That's
0: what that is. I think I'm getting a reference point for what... And the reason I'm asking you and badgering you what love yeah. feels like... Yeah. Is because I'm beginning to get the reference point of what it feels like in your body. So that you can then begin to understand when you're not in a version of self-love or you're not in a version of projecting love. Yeah. And I always heard when you have a baby... There's this extra room of love that you had no idea it was possible for you. Yeah. I feel that on a very small scale, but with a dog. Mm-hmm. There's this whole room that you didn't feel like you were capable of, but that you feel deep love. I think that's why pets are quite important in teaching about love and death as a kid. Yeah. And... I never had a pet when I was a kid. Really? Yeah. I explains a lot. Yeah, I'm a psychopath. <laughs> uh, I think the the reference is if you can love that animal. Yeah. That's how you can feel about yourself. If you can take that feeling and then know that that is the thing and when you don't feel like that about yourself there are going to be all these other knock-on effects. Yeah.
1: What about the animal how it loves you? That and, seems uh, like unconditional love.
0: Yeah. With codependence as well, isn't it? <laughs> Is it? Well, yeah, you couldn't survive without, you, without your love. Why are they conditioned like that? But that's where you get into difficulty with trusting.
1: But they don't know that you're feeding them, do they? Yeah. They do. They're yeah. like, I've got
0: to stick around this guy. Yeah, they have got to stick around because then this person will They don't know
1: me. they're going to die if they... Because Mavis goes out on the street all the time. like yeah. dog. She's got <laughs> car, Mavis, traffic coming. Mavis, Mavis is nuts.
0: Mavis, Mavis knows that if she hangs around you, she'll get fed. Right. So it's conditional. So it's conditional. But you love Mavis, yeah. even though it takes things out of your time. and You don't expect anything other than her to look cute.
1: Yeah. But, I mean, there's a thing that she offers... What's that? There's a comfort to it. There's definitely comfort to it, to having a dog. Like, this two years, I've had Mavis, and it's the first time I've been single, and first time I've had a pet. <laughs> it's just me and Mavis. And, like, honestly, like, if I'm...
0: Mavis is the best.
1: And if I'm on a day of, like, you know, I'm all tired or whatever, or I was up late, and or I'm feeling sick or whatever, Mavis just comes and, like, sits on me, and I'm lying on the couch watching a movie, and it feels better you know it feels like there's love in the room that's like on top of just me being alone here there is love yeah I'm saying that that I've never had that experience before and I recognise the value of feeling like that yeah
0: do you think that's because you trust me this
1: yeah well (laughs) well what it is is like this is like I've experienced this recently where my vulnerability and my ability to speak openly about my life all like warts and all like positive negative i've experienced it where that comes back at me you know against me you know in a way to like justify something i've had that a few times happen recently where it's just like i'm telling you my flaws i'm telling you what's going on in my life and not all of it's dialed some of it is and some of it might not perceived to be not dialed whatever it is and then people are then using that to judge me, judge the way I am being from it, from the view of outside, which I think that's not love when that's happening then.
0: And goes back to trust. Yeah. You don't trust that person because they're not in real time giving you any of the reflection of where you're at. And so they use it against you later. Yeah. It pulls the rug from under you.
1: It's like you're being open, you're in flow with the person, you're discussing, you're being vulnerable. And then... In the moment, it's all good. But then a month later, you're getting all of that stuff now that you've just shared is being used against you with judgment. That's happened to me a few times. And I go, oh, shit, like, this is what happens. You know, when you are vulnerable, you have to have also a thick skin. And you also can find that oh then that's not love coming back at me, actually. I think people have a very skewed idea of what love is and like that it's supposed to be just fucking like roses and like you say, the Disney version. Love is only when things are like, Yeah, I love you so much. That's not love to me, actually. What's, it's it's much more intense and deeper messy. Yeah, it's fucking brutal love. It's really messy like the horrors of the world. Mm. You know, if I want to be if I'm on the front lines with someone, I want to be with someone that is fucking right there with me, you know, and give it to me giving it to me straight, the whole thing. You know what I'm saying? The whole thing. I don't care, man, just give it the truth. I promise that I won't use it against you. I'm just going to try and hold it. I'm going to hear what you're saying and then try to see if I can help in any way. Support you you know, whatever it is, but to be able to communicate in flow and talk and respect each other, knowing that we're all going to do fucking weird things in our lives, we're going to make mistakes. And fuck, that's where we're going to learn. We're going to learn from those mistakes. You can't, you, how could you possibly learn when you're living in an existence that requires you to not make a mistake?
0: It's a prison, you know? I think love is brutal. Yeah. I think it's brutal and that's why I have such a problem with songs, movies that all portray such a fantastical, easy version of feeling. You know, uh, I love when you do this. I love this. You know, I uh, I can't live without you. Yeah. Can't live yeah, without you. <laughs> I can't live. But it's all love addiction and yeah. it's not real love love is like really brutal and is really messy and horrible and also beautiful yeah. but it comes out of a real confrontation with yourself and with somebody else being comfortable with being
1: uncomfortable yeah right that to me seems like a pretty good way to describe like what love really is and by the way that's terrifying i'm like i'll be thinking yeah I'm all about it I'm all about it and then I'm like actually no i'm not ready I'm not ready, you know. I'm not ready to be in love. Yeah. You know, I'm not le- ready to go there with
0: someone in that way. That's full. On, it's full. Yeah. You know, there are things in your life that you love, food that you love, football team that you love. Yeah. All of it is messy, difficult, you know, like that's part of the journey is you know that the hard things, yeah. the harder they are, the greater When the your reward. football team loses? Over. And over <laughs> and over again. You're
1: still there though, you know? Yeah, you have to be. Yeah, you stay supporting the team. Your expectation of winning every week is, that's not real. Real, That's not love. No. If you bounce because you don't win every week at football, it wouldn't work. You know what I'm saying? But someone's got to lose in order for someone to win. That's like why in,
0: in England, l- football... Yeah. It's religion. It's religion. Yeah, because there is love on such a deep level. Love for the people that go. Love for the yeah the history that you have with that thing. Yeah, and it's the only thing really that my brother and I talk about. Really? Football, yeah.
1: Because if you, if it's like you're supporting a team that always loses, Pretty but you much still always lose. Okay, but you still support the team.
0: Yeah, there's no there's no version of it where it's like I'll just support the, the one that's winning. Yeah. There are some people that do that, but I. Call those glory supporters. (laughs) Um, I think the... Unconsciousness for cunts. Exactly. I just think what I'm trying to use the analogy of is the messiness, the amount of away days that you go to or the amount of effort you put into it, the messiness of it is the thing that gives you the love. But it takes such time and it's... You're right, there's something about the expectation. The expectation being... Winning. I'm just going to go on this journey with this person thing, and I'm going to go on the journey. And it's the investment in it that is love.
1: And there's a community involved, you know, with that kind of thing. I think as humans, we are social beings, you know, it feels good to be connecting to people and being around them. And I think that. We were designed to do that from day one we couldn't survive if we weren't social back in the day hunter-gatherer times you you weren't gonna survive if you're on your own in the fucking forest so we've evolved to be social and to have connection i I'm all about human connection I'm not against it at all like I'm just saying being intimately in love with a person on a
0: romantic level to me that's just a whole other thing but your th- friendships, Are almost more loving than any romantic partner because they are the people that you are with, go through it with, and go through and are revealed with constantly. Yeah. So I would say it was always one of those things I I would attract people who go, I don't really have many friends. Yeah. And and now that's a red flag to me. Oh, yeah. And I was one of those people. Right. Your friendships are the way that you know that someone is able to reveal. Yeah to go through messiness, yeah. to be a scene mm-hmm. and to see others and to aid and help them in their, in yeah. their journey. Yeah. If that isn't there, then somebody is missing the point of what it is to be messy. Yeah. They're in a version of fantasy, with leaping from one fantastical relationship to another in order to quell something quite selfish, which is their own traumatic uh, past. Yeah. And that's, a, that's scary.
1: Yeah, I've definitely learned how fulfilling friendship is, you know, and specifically in with men, for me right now, as a man with men, I've gone, oh shit, like, if you have deep, intimate relationships in your friendships, and in this case with men, you get so much out of that. The requirement for the romantic side of your life is less, actually. You know, I was talking to a friend about this as well of like, power of leaning into the men for me has relieved me of so much in my life because I never had that before. I never had a big group of friends. I never went to school, really. I mean, after. (laughs) Ever. (laughs) That's why I couldn't think of that word earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like, I left school when I was 16. And so I didn't have the college experience and like get a whole bunch of new friends and all that. I was always very like alone, apart from you know, a few people. So this is like the first time in my life that I've had like community, you know, there's the men and then our kind of greater community. And yeah, I was always been more lone wolf up to that point. And so everything's weighted on your girlfriend, you know, your whole world is your partner. And it's so scary. Once you're bought into that to think about losing it is such a huge, it's massive. And so you're like, you know what? I'm going to, I'll concede on this. I'll concede on this. I'll start adjusting my terms, adjusting, adjusting, adjusting in the name of keeping this person around because I'm afraid to be alone or whatever it is, you know? But when you have a solid, intimate relations with a bunch of people, all of a sudden it's kind of spread out across and you get all this great connection, society, community, love, without the kind of high pressure of a relationship, you know, until you're ready to find one. So big fan of that. Spreading it out. Spreading the love. love
0: out, yeah. Spread it,
1: you know. And being around people that can bring their truth, bring it real, you know, as difficult as that is. We keep chipping away at this and like doing the big reveal all the time, you know. And like learning how to build on that muscle. You've been doing that. You've been really working at reminding yourself to keep showing up, you know, keep revealing, not
0: going lone wolf. Yeah, it's a very weird transition. Yeah. The process being that I trust that it almost doesn't matter if I do or don't trust the people. The process is about my responsibility yeah. to be seen right, and to make sure that it is spread. Mm-hmm. Everything is spread. Love is not usually directed in one direction that comes like very singularly out of one direction into one person. Yeah. It's a way of living. Mm-hmm. It's spreading it amongst people. It's making sure that you're living as in a place of love. Yeah. And it's radiating and it's not
1: I like that. directed. Yeah, I like living in love as a mantra. You know, if you operate from that place... And that doesn't mean you can't be afraid and can't be freaked out and can't be depressed. It's actually
0: required. Yeah.
1: It? Just bring it all in. That's the
0: messy part. Yeah. The radiating isn't like, oh, everything's great. It's yeah, like, But you're committed to all of it.
1: Yeah. The full spectrum. It's like to really honour the joy and celebrate the wins and also air out all of the the nasty, the messy.
0: I feel the the process of doing that is very undervalued in society if you're told from a young age this is where you get the feeling of being you know when you're walking on air when you've just met somebody yeah that is you know when you are in that stage everything does feel like you're radiating love yeah and that's true to an extent you're in a period of feeling totally accepted yeah the free trial you've got a free trial 90 days 90 day free trial yeah living like that continuously it's not the goal actually you can't but there is a click to say it's not something that is about somebody it's a feeling that you are constantly radiating out Mm -hmm. that to me is a really big switch and hard because i always thought of it as when somebody comes along either that's a friendship or a person or romantic partner that's when i'll show it right do you see what i mean you only turn it on when you when, when I it's have required. Things, when it's required. Yeah, yeah. And when I know that that person can receive it. Yeah. And that's not how to do it. Yeah, that's yeah, not yeah. vulnerable, actually. No, you just do it. You walk
1: into a room with love. Don't matter where you are. You bring that. It's actually disarming. It disarms people. If you're just authentically who you are, you know, and people connect to that. They resonate with it. If you're being authentic.
0: Yeah, I, I feel... I wish I'd known that as a 15-year-old, 16-year-old. I wish I'd realized what that would actually do in that vulnerability brings way more love into you than you could ever get from one person. Yeah. You, You live in a state of constant exploration as if the experience of being human is only to radiate outward and to experience. And without that, you're so binded by what can i get yeah yeah that you're just in turmoil
1: and like you don't get told that feeling shitty or sad or depressed or lonely is part of it is part of it you get told that that's some sort of like defect from the norm and that normal state is everything's rolling and it's great and everyone's singing kumbaya you know so whenever you feel anything other than that you're like fuck i'm what do i do i need to do something you know i need to change this feeling as quickly as possible by all these different means that we end up doing you know but man when you realize that that's all just part of it and you just go oh right i feel like down today Mm. i'm gonna be a down person you know i'm gonna be sad or i'm gonna be whatever and i'm gonna do what i need to do to embrace
0: that certainly i think that's a really important point taking the time at any point in your life to do things slowly. And to understand what's going on with you is one of the most loving things you can do. Even if it's to say, I don't love myself right now. Yeah, The process of just gathering that data yeah. is so much more helpful, yeah. useful and beautiful than any reaction of saying, oh, I did this thing and I keep doing the same thing. I keep being with the same partners. I keep being hurt or I keep hurting other people or I... those processes are just the symptom mm-hmm. of not sitting with that feeling mm-hmm. and there is no shame in not feeling that as a not feeling self-love oh man you've got to love that as well yeah love the not loving yourself <laughs> rough i know because
1: you're going like hang on a minute this is against everything that i learned about all this stuff it's like you should be ashamed of yourself they taught that you should be ashamed of yourself christian you know Like, oh man, it's fucking, it sucks that. It's horrible, you know? It doesn't really do anything other than...
0: Yeah, and you feel like you'll never get it. If you can't get it now, you'll never get it. And if someone's telling you what you did was wrong to get that feeling, you go down such a dark rabbit hole.
1: Well, that's love for now. (laughs) love for now. That's our
0: opus. That's That's our opening of the opus of love. It's bloody hard, isn't it? It's fucking hard, mate. Not easy being a loving human being. Not at all, because we're fundamentally flawed and like angry, nuts. Nuts. We're
1: all nuts. If there's one thing I know, we're all fucking nuts. Yeah.
0: And stop pretending that you're not nuts. Yeah.
1: Lead with what you're not nuts about.
0: This is how I'm mental. Yeah. How are you mental? Yeah. Let's go with, let's lead with that. Start, Start with, with that. that. What do I do that's nuts? All right. Well, that's it for this one. I loved that because it was messy. Yeah. Well done, Lugs. Well done, mate. mate. Yes, mate. Yes, mate. Thank you for listening to this episode of the two lads podcast. This conversation is ongoing and it involves all of us together. So we'd love to hear from you. Let us know if there's a subject that you'd like us to talk about and let us know what you think about the conversation so far. The Two Lads podcast is available wherever you listen to podcasts. So please don't
1: forget to subscribe so you don't miss the latest episode. And give us a five-star review. Tell your friends about us. All that stuff really helps us a lot. We really appreciate it. Sending you all love. Until the next time. Yes, lad. Yes, lad.